Today in the Big Inside, we put you into a room with the 15 other people just like yourself. And how do you get out? Well, a tugboat, of course. We're talking about the lessons you can learn on how to build better communities by looking at a small gym. That workout for your ears begins right now. Here we go. It's another Monday night somewhere. Wait, wait, that doesn't make any, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, well. I, I guess it's time once again for the big inside. Broadcasting from the world-famous Public Alley 701 in the Echo Chamber city of Boston, Massachusetts, I'm Christian Mady, a.k.a. XN, and this is The Big Inside, an ongoing discussion that intersects and connects what transforms the body with what transforms the world and then turns them both inside out. We're all about the conversation, not the education, but with our luck, you'll probably end up learning something along the way. I want to thank you folks for dealing with my sick day last week. Yeah, I was disgusting and slimy with the boobons. I had this massive sinus infection, that migraines and dizziness. In fact, in the previous episode that we recorded, you could hear my voice was kind of harsh. I thought it was that I strained it. In reality, <laughs> I was coming down with the plague. And so I really appreciate everyone sticking with the show. So I appreciate everyone's patience. Obviously, I'm back. I'm solo this week. Um, I've got a nice, tight show for you. The only main announcement I have is actually if you're from Maine or really anywhere around New England. See, coming up on April 15th, it's your chance to see me do my shtick live. I will be the MC of the Pine Tree State Championships in Westbrook, Maine on April 15th. The details are at PineTreeStateChampionships.com. Just Pine Tree State Championships with no spaces. Um, it's not easy to say, but it's easy to remember. It's a great URL. Uh, and it's also a great competition. It's a fun event. It has vendors and professionals on site. You can ask all sorts of muscly questions, a lot of surprises. And I really encourage you to come out. It's April 15th, Westbrook, Maine, uh, the Pine Tree State Championships. Details once again at PineTreeStateChampionships.com. And looking forward to hopefully seeing you all there. Come support me. Now, today on The Big Deal, I had a chance to talk to someone about his building of a small gym. And what came out of the conversation was a unique perspective on maybe how we can fix society as a whole. Ambitious, huh? Well, at any rate, here's this week's big deal. Medford, Massachusetts sits about nine miles north of Boston, give or take. It's a city that sits astride the slow-moving Mystic River, not too far off Route 93. It isn't a big city, like there's not a lot of city blocks or high-rises of any sort. Just mostly houses, which all sit in neat rows across a patchwork of streets. Streets that seem almost arbitrarily laid out. Splitting into one another. Sometimes doubling back on themselves. And sometimes just stopping in dead ends unexpectedly. You really have to kind of know your way around to find anything in Medford. Especially if you're looking for Titan Barbell. 
By the name, you'd expect it to be some weightlifting warehouse gym, a big cement block with hardened industrial features. But you'd be wrong. When you eventually find Titan Barbell, you'll discover it's hidden in a garage, tucked away in back of a house on Pleasant Street. It's literally a smaller version of the main house, tucked away in someone's backyard. Hi, my name is Eric Dawson. I am owner and operator of Titan Barbell and professional strongman. Yeah, it's Eric's garage, behind Eric's house, where he lives with his wife and his two daughters. I mean, anybody who's been around for the last 40 years or so has most likely seen World's Strongest Man at some point, even if it's just a clip um, on TV. I just tell people, hey, you know, you ever see those guys who, like, pull airplanes or lift boulders or flip flip large tires? Well, that's basically what we do. That's what I do, and then that's what I help people um, here at the gym learn how to do. From, from the amateur level on up to the professional level. But looking at the place, you wouldn't really expect all that. Titan Barbell looks like pretty much any other garage in almost any other New England town. It's a separate structure off from the house, and when the doors are shut, you just assume the only thing inside are probably, you know, a couple of cars, maybe some garbage cans. However, in reality, it's filled with lifting equipment, weights, and apparatuses of seemingly infinite shapes and sizes. And pretty much every space that isn't being taken up by metal and steel, and bars and plates, and huge metal racks is generally taken up by a lot of people. I have two rules in my gym, right? The first one is help to create a positive environment for everybody, no matter what their goals, skills, or strength levels may be. Uh, and the second is clean up after yourself, right? So, like, I feel like if you need more than those two rules, you probably shouldn't come and train here. And having this little gym tucked in back of his house was always part of Eric's dream. Well, at least since he became a professional strongman, it sort of evolved. Which isn't too much of a surprise when you consider just how big and strong Eric is. Uh, right, right now I'm, uh, I'm 6'5 and I weigh 375. The sport of strongman seemed to be Eric's destiny from when he was young. You see, Eric was born larger than most people. He was literally a giant by the time he was done with junior high. When I first started real weight training, I had gotten introduced when I was 14, just turning 15, just before my freshman year of high school. I was introduced to the, the strength coach and head football coach at, at my high school. In that first year time, I went, I was six foot three and 220 pounds and then a year later i was six five 320 pounds i had put on 100 pounds and two inches in a year soak that in for a second six foot five and 320 pounds as a freshman in high school yeah it's safe to say eric was unique i was always either either the, the biggest or tallest kid in my class or some combination of that. When I went to my high school, everybody thought that I was a senior. I was 15. You know, everybody thought, like, Who, who's this incoming senior? And I was, you know, I was a 14-and-a-half-year-old freshman, 15-year-old freshman coming in. So it's not surprising that Eric would have been encouraged to start lifting by coaches in high school. But it's what Eric found when he stepped into the weight room that altered the direction of his life forever. When I had gotten into 
uh, lifting. Like my old uh, high school coach used to say, you got bit by the iron bug, right? Like, you know, who's who like really, who really enjoys lifting and then who's just there because they feel like they need to. And I was definitely one of those people that just absolutely loved to be there. You know, in four years of weight training in high school, I literally missed one training session in four years. I just, I absolutely loved it. I, it wasn't, I didn't feel like, like I was, you know, my feet were never dragging. Like I, I remember my dad would, would drop me off, um, at the school between five and five thirty in the morning. And I would lift, uh, with my high school, um, coach who was actually, believe it or not, a power lifter who grew up in the Boston's North end. I grew up in Wisconsin. So like that kind of comes full circle of me coming and living in, in the greater Boston area. So yeah, so I remember literally there were days where we, he and I would be the only ones in the weight room training and he'd be training, he'd, you know, the small little Italian guy, but he'd be squatting over 500 pounds and he was like less than 180 pounds. And, um, I guess to be honest, uh, like I'd always been one of the heavier kids, right? And I had never really found something that I had had a lot of confidence in, even though I had played sports and stuff like that. And I was, you know, I was pretty decent with with certain things. I mean, certainly not not some sort of rock star athlete. But I, lifting gave me a sense of of I felt accomplished in it, and I, I felt like I felt like I basically felt like I belonged. Like that was a place where I felt the most comfortable. When we start talking about belonging, when we talk about feeling like we fit in or that we finally found a place that really accepts us and embraces us for who we are, we're talking about community. Communities have always existed, right? And they still exist. I mean, obviously things morph from, you know, what they were a hundred years, a thousand years ago, right? But I think the idea of communities, we still have communities and I think it's good. And I think the sense of community, um, on a smaller scale, like what affects us in our personal day-to-day life, whether it be in the city or t- a small town we live in, or whether it be in the community of our, our, say, for example, our gym community or our work community. I think all of those definitely have a lot of positives. I think one of the one of the issues now, I don't know if this is something that's, obviously I wasn't around 100 years ago or thought, you know, but... Wait, you weren't? No, I wasn't. <laughs> that's my big secret reveal. I, I'm not 150 years old. I think the idea that sometimes when you get those tight knit communities, sometimes they can be too tight knit that you forget to you kind of lose perspective about what's outside of your community. So I guess if we're going to go right into, say, for example, politics, right? Like if you have um, the idea of like just echo chambers, right? Like if you only interact with people um, that share your similar viewpoint. And you're not willing to even acknowledge that somebody else might have a different viewpoint or that that viewpoint might have some merit, even if you don't wholeheartedly agree with every aspect of it. Um, you basically just uh, wall yourself off from that uh, community or that that way of thinking or whatever it may be. Um, and I think so while I said while, while there is a community sense from like, yeah, all of us are, are in agreement in, in this camp. Um, we're basically building these walls between us and a different, you know, if you want to say community of different group of people that, that think differently than we do or act differently than we do. So Eric has found in competitive strength sports, the thing he's really good at, 
And also, the thing he does particularly well. Like, extremely well. Like, global renown level well. But even still, what's connected him with this passion was a sense of belonging, originally. An awareness that he finally fit into some sort of greater community. So, which was it at the heart of Eric's passion for lifting that has brought him all this professional acclaim and helped him open this small little gym in Medford, Massachusetts? Was it just the lifting itself that makes sense to Eric? That he found the thing that his massive body was designed to do best? Or was it the community he's found along the way that's connected him so deeply? Like, if the community wasn't there... Like if he was on a desert island or something with only lifting equipment, would he still be as compelled to perform in Strongman as he is now? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I guess if I were to put it in like percentages, it might be 50-50, to be honest. You know, if for the rest of my life I have just one squat rack in the back of my gym and, and a few other things to to throw around, I'd be perfectly content. And I mean, I, I've spent... The majority of my time in strongman as a, as a sport um, training on my own, like I'm kind of just I'm just that little tugboat. I may not get there as fast as everybody else, but like I'm always just going to keep moving forward a little bit each time. If you're the type that stands out in a crowd, you tend to see that crowd a little differently. Like, if you don't just blend in easily, if you aren't similar to what we'd consider average, then you're not always going to just slide right into the norms of a society. Which is probably why, for people who are physical outliers, people like Eric, that sense of community is so damn valuable. I mean, when you're a gigantic human being with abilities that are completely uncommon, when you're basically a human tugboat, then belonging to a community is not something you'll just take for granted. So that may be the reason why there sits a little gym in the garage in Eric's backyard. I mean, certainly it's a place for all the other tugboats to go. But how important is it to create a larger community out of Titan Dumbbell? I don't want to say it's everything, because that's, you know, I don't want to deal in extremes, but it's it's probably the most important thing to me. I have two rules in my gym, right? The first one is help to create a positive environment for everybody, no matter what their goals, skills, or strength levels may be. Uh, and the second is clean up after yourself, right? So, like, I feel like if you need more than those two rules, you probably shouldn't come and train here. In other words, community at Titan Dumbbell is kind of everything. The best gyms I've ever been a part of um, had that community, right? Like they had that sense of like, hey, I know we're not doing the same thing, but I'm still going to cheer you on. I'm, you know, I'll pick you up when you're down and I'll, you know, congratulate you when you're when you're on your high. Equipment will only go so far, right? Like you can have all the top line equipment, but if the people that you're around, you don't want to be around while you're doing all this stuff, it doesn't matter how good your equipment is. It won't make up for the fact that people don't want to people don't want to train in that space. So, this, this place is special. Like, there's a reason why people will drive over an hour each way to, to come here when there's a couple other stops along the way that they could, that they could go to.
people have told me they're like, you know, when I first came in here, I saw a bunch of, you know, like guys who were over 250 pounds, like throwing weights around. They're like, I don't belong here. But then literally everybody came up and introduced themselves by name, you know, and shook my hand. And then they're like, wow, maybe this isn't what I thought it was going to be. So they stick around and they're like, you know, they feel, they feel included. And I think you lose that when you, when you go to commercial gyms or any, any larger facility is that sense of like that personal, like you feel like you don't matter. You feel like, you know, if you left, would anybody even care you were there? I don't like when people like sneak in and out, you know what I mean? Like I, I want people to go, Hey, like I noticed you were here. Good job today. Like see you sometime next week. When you hear Eric Dawson talk about the community he's building at Titan Barbell, this little gym in his garage, you begin to see something beyond just the culture of a small gym. You begin to hear something about the very human nature behind building community. Go into some retail store, right? And if you're greeted, especially if you like, if they if they know you by name, right? Because you've been in there enough. Or like, you know, the, the, the same place, like if you go to like a little mom pop coffee shop, right? Like I go to, they're like, hey, Eric, how's it going? You know, like. That makes a difference versus just like going through the the, the drive through at Dunks, right? Like there's a difference. Like there's a reason why like, yeah, I'll go pay an extra 50 cents for my cup of coffee from somebody who like remembers my name and knows like what my girls are like. Um, I think the larger you go with anything, you lose more of that personal touch, right? Uh, I'm obviously not a scientist, right? But like, like when you see scientists run like small scale experiments before they start going to a large scale experiment, right? So like they'll be like, all right, this is my theory. Let's test it out on something that's one one hundredth of the size. And they're like, all right, it works at one one hundredth of the size. But once we go back to uh, a full scale, for some reason, there's something that breaks down. You can't you can't have that personal touch, that personal detail when you're dealing with a thousand, ten thousand, a million. You know what I mean? Like if we're going to like really blow this up, like it doesn't have that same touch. Whereas if you're, you know, you're in a room of 15 people, you know, there's a there's a difference. of social media, corporatism, premium entertainment, big government. Think about how everything in society is kind of getting scaled up these days. How everything is just getting bigger. And you kind of have to wonder, what are we losing? What are we missing out on as we get bigger and bigger? And yet, ironically, get more and more specific to our own personal interests. Are communities of substance, where all the people matter, even the people who are outliers, somehow getting lost? Or are we digging in too much and getting too specific? Are we only sticking with our small circles, where it's safe, where we are just like everyone else? Maybe that's what's going on at Titan Barbell. It's an experiment, trying to figure out if what society needs is more rooms of just the 15 people like us, or if we're somehow too stuck within them. Yes, but I think I still think those rooms of 15 people need to interact with other rooms of 15 people 
in a better way than they do. I think that goes back to, like I said, people are having conversation, right? Like whether you're more liberal or conservative, right? Like people like conservatives are having conservative conversations with other conservatives and liberals are having liberal conversations with other liberals. But if you're not willing to, you know, if a conservative and liberal or a moderate and a liberal aren't willing to sit down and actually have a real discussion that doesn't end in somebody yelling or somebody else calling somebody else an a-hole or you're an idiot or whatever, like, how, what, how does that help anything? You know what I mean? Like, we basically just become, like, you know, drumming up support for your side no matter what it says, you know, no matter what you do or say. Like, how does that help the larger community, the larger the country in general? You know what I mean? It doesn't. So what will bring together all these strange bedfellows? What forces can we in society apply to start seeing eye to eye with people who we typically don't relate to at all? There's no way we're going to come up with a simple solution to all those questions. But what's amazing is how Eric sees in this little tiny gym in his garage in Medford, Massachusetts, People begin seeing eye to eye who previously couldn't understand each other at all, all because they're gathered around a similar community. Like lifting brings together like, let's just say like posts that people put up on on either side of a, a particular topic. Both of those people, both of those groups of people come here, right? And they're able to coexist in this environment, right? Like they're not literally at each other's throats. While we're here, I think it's different when you're able to see someone face to face and talk with them versus, you know, sitting behind a keyboard or like, you know, like I said, just only sitting in some echo chamber. Cause if you're like, you know, like, you know what, I do feel differently than this person, but God, I really like that person. We've hung out for a long time. You know what I mean? Maybe I will consider their viewpoint, you know, versus just like, eh, F you, you're an idiot. You know, like, I think that matters. Like, right. If you're, you're less likely to say F you to somebody that you, you know, you're going to spend 10, 10 hours, uh, a week with in a small space, right? Or especially if you have like shared interests. I'm not trying to sit here and not rock the boat. I'm genuinely trying to understand both sides. And I think if you're able to have more people that are at least willing to genuinely listen to someone else's, the reason why they're saying they're what they're saying, right? Like maybe the reason why they're, they're they feel a certain way on a certain topic has nothing to do with what you think it is, right? Like maybe the reason is founded in fear or maybe the reason is founded in ignorance of not knowing that other side. Well, rather than just saying, well, you're, you're an avid idiot. You know what I mean? Like, why don't you ask them, Hey, why do you feel that way? Like what, what's happened in your life? What, what things have led you to feel that way? And you may, you know, listen, you may not know the reason why maybe they have a specific reason. You're like, Oh wow. I hadn't thought about it from that angle before. So I think it's super important, like I said, to 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 just be open, to literally just listen, right? Like, listen to the reason why. Don't just listen to what they're saying. Listen to the reason why they're saying it. And I think I think it changes people. I I hope I hope that would change someone's perspective. I'm not saying that all of a sudden like everybody's going to change their viewpoint if they listen to somebody different than them. But if you can at least come to a place where you respect someone else's opinion or the reason why they have the opinion, um, that's fine. And of course, of course, there's going to be outliers, right? Like there's going to be people that um, no matter what the reason is, like, yeah, that's just not like, let's just all agree that that's a bad idea, right? Like, and that's fine. I'm not, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about all that stuff that kind of like falls in that middle, like 80 or 90 percent.
You really have to know your way around to find anything in Medford, Massachusetts. The streets aren't laid out in neat grids, which makes finding Titan Barbell sometimes a bit of a trick for someone who's not used to such a confusing patchwork of a city. There's no direct route to get there. There's no simple way to arrive. And in that respect, what's going on at Titan Barbell is kind of like what's going on in the rest of life. Finding your way to a community where you feel like you belong, it's never easy. It's never a straight shot. But if you focus, and if you pay attention, you'll end up finding a space where your best work not only matters, but where you can learn something you never knew about yourself before. That's how it works at Eric's place. Probably how it works in a lot of small gyms like Eric's. Where people gather based on what they love, not based on who they are. Wherever those places may be, tucked away like Titan is, unexpectedly, maybe behind a house, or maybe in a garage that doesn't look much like a gym at all. Wherever those places are, that's how they work. Thanks again for stepping inside the big inside. Eric, I loved having you on. Um, could you plug your gym a little bit so folks can come check sure. it out? Um, the name the name of the, the personal training studio and small group training studio I run is Titan Barbell. With, uh, it's 15 Pleasant Street in Medford, Massachusetts. Um, and if people are looking to, to come by, um, the best way to do that is either email me, eric at titanbarbell.net, or you can... Um, Give me a call, 617-909-7934. Awesome. Um, Thanks, Eric. I appreciate you having you on the show. And also, just remind folks, titanbarbell.net is the website. And that'll do it for the show. We'll be back again next week to navigate the sea of life via the tugboat of physique sports. Uh, okay, well, that one was that one was just as stupid as all the others. But at least it was relevant this week, right? They're getting a little bit better, maybe? Anyway, in the meantime... Please, 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 we need your support. There's so many ways to help us uh, keep going. For example, why not right now copy the link for this episode from TheBigInside.com and share it with a friend on social media, on Facebook or Twitter or wherever, or share it with an enemy or with a stranger or with whoever. When you share our episodes, it helps build our audience. It's a big audience, but we need to keep growing in order to keep uh, the lights on and to keep the sound playing. So uh, we appreciate you guys spreading the word and helping us grow our audience. Um, and even better, uh, if you love what we do or hate what we do or whatever what we do, we'd love for you to tell us. Please leave a comment on this episode or any episode at TheBigInside.com or go to our Facebook page. Become a big mouth there. Uh, we're on Facebook. It's The Big Inside. Uh, I think it's Facebook.com slash The Big Inside. If, if I'm wrong, do a search. You're... You're all big and smarter than I am, so you can certainly find it. So yeah, um, either Facebook or go to TheBigInside.com. We love hearing from you guys. We do the show based frequently on your input, so please help us out. Uh, sponsors, today's show was once again sponsored by the amazing SciSay Sports, makers of the new pre-workout formula, Rect. Rect is a pre-workout formula 
that there is no other pre-workout on the market that has the same level of dosage of ingredients level of dosage of ingredients that sounded intelligent right basically they have the most dosages of all their ingredients as compared to any other pre-workout on the market this means it's gives you a wallop it's an amazing formula um, highest neurotropics which means you know mental clarity um, it doesn't leave you with a huge crash apparently this is the other big thing people are saying about it so uh, definitely give rec to try it's uh, for people who want elite level performance in the gym Go to SciSaySports.com. Uh, I'll spell that S-A-I-S-E-I Sports.com, and uh, buy yourself a tub. You will not be disappointed. It's wrecked the pre-workout formula from Sci-C Sports. We are also brought to you by Scorpio Creative. It's a boutique design, branding, and marketing firm that specializes in small businesses and small, you know, endeavors like your own. If you're an entrepreneur or just an individual who needs a logo, a website, collateral of any sort, call Scorpio Creative or go to ScorpioCreative.com. Check them out. Check out their portfolio. Uh, they can scale their prices to help you get the media you need, whether it's social media campaigning or a website. Check out ScorpioCreative.com. Get your business rolling. Remember, The Big Inside is independently funded, so we rely on stunningly gorgeous people like you to keep keep us going. Help keep us going, excuse me. If you like what you hear <laughs> and all these errors, if you like the fact that I'm bumbling over my tongue after I just got over being ill here on The Big Inside, please consider dropping a few bucks uh, of healthcare to me so this doesn't keep happening. Uh, it's Go to the website. Our virtual bucket of love. You can donate any amount helps at TheBigInside.com. Your generosity is not only appreciated, we'll chat you up on the air. In fact, why not just hump our legs and become a sponsor of the show? Details are at TheBigInside.com. Just reach out to us. We'd love to hawk your stuff, and karma is real. As you know, we like to end each episode of The Big Inside with what's called The Little Insider, where we take something we've been personally up to this week and give it to you guys as a recommendation or endorsement. So, Eric, I'm going to toss it back over to you. What's your what's your big endorsement this week? I'd say, well, specifically recently, I would say I've been I've been actually working on um, dropping some weight just for general health reasons. I mean, I don't have anything like nothing major came up, but you know, at, right. at my heaviest, I was 410 pounds, and jeez, um, Eric, <laughs> um, and. I'd been over 400 pounds for, I don't know, about five years or so, I'd say. But just in general, I, I just felt like I just wanted to kind of drop some of that weight. So, I'm like I said, I'm down to about 375 right now. Uh, and I, to be honest, I was nervous about about losing some strength in the process. Um, right. And because there's such, I, was, I mean, there's such an equivalent of like, obviously, the size has helped you become a pro strongman. So, it's that fear of like, am I sacrificing the thing that, sure, yeah, like, yeah, I'm, I know I'm what you mean. Sure, I'm going to still be the same person I was before, right? right? But like, yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, so my little insight is, um, like, you know, and this is not a new, new concept. You can, you can be strong while at a lower body weight. And obviously I realize, yes, that I'm still 375 pounds, which is, you know, 200 pounds more than half of the world will ever be. Right. But like, right. Right. Um, I think honestly more so than ever, just really dialing in my nutrition by honestly, just simply tracking, just simply yep. being aware. Right. Like. I don't, I, I don't agree. sit there like, I'm not sitting there eating boiled chicken and, and steamed broccoli. You know what I mean? Like I, I still eat a lot of, you know what I mean? I still eat a lot of stuff. I'm just more conscious of, um, overall portion size as well as, yeah. uh, macronutrient timing. Those two things have helped me, you know, drop, um, Oh, totally. 
a good amount of that weight and I feel a lot better. So that would be the it, one thing. Again, I know, you know, especially when people in the strength community are like, duh. But, like, I, I'm telling you, like, for that person who sat there and said, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to go to that extreme of, of boiled chicken and steamed broccoli. Like, I'm telling you, just literally, you know, download a, a food tracking app and just just, just track it. Conscious, just be conscious of what you're doing. Right. Yeah. And then just make little tweaks from there. Like that's all yeah, it's that whole thing of like, yeah, like when you the the whole thing, it's from sociology, like once you start observing it, it begins to change. And this sure. is one of those instances where you automatically get the change. That's awesome. Yeah. So like when I it's funny, like so I've been working with uh, Christine Galvin, the, one, the, the woman we had had on the previous podcast about the right, right, right. Um, you know, Love the her. sandwich, Love Christine. right. Yeah. Um, you know, and she asked me just in general, like, so I had I had dropped maybe 20, 20 or 25 of those pounds before I started working with her. And she's like, well, what did you do to get to this point? And I was like, well, I didn't. I didn't eat like a fucking petulant child who just, you know, who ate whatever they wanted. You know what I mean? Like I actually have to be, yeah, exactly. be accountable. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, right. That's the simplest way I can put it. You know what I mean? So like that's so for people that are, are struggling with that point, like be honest with yourself. You know what I mean? Do you just eat whatever you want all the time? Like truly right. be honest with yourself. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to tell anybody else that. But like in a moment when you're by yourself, like, like are you really as truly as uh, are you honest with yourself in terms of like what are you actually putting in your body? You know, exactly. Exactly. That's yeah. awesome, dude. Thanks so much for that. Mine is actually going to be kind of the polar opposite. I'm actually recommending homemade bread. I know that sounds crazy. And it's, you know, just after talking about losing weight and everything, what carbs never, but I've been on this weird homemade bread kick for like literally the past few months. I've just gotten obsessed with it. I mean, who doesn't love the smell of fresh baked bread, right? So I've been making bread and i recommend this to anybody it is so easy I, I mean i was always daunted by it it's freaking easy but what's amazing is i've learned to make these little micro batches so i'm not pigging out on calories but i'm getting this treat and it's i know it's corny as heck but you know i gotta say i i, I i'm recommending it try it out go make yourself a loaf of bread it's incredible it's like it's the best so uh, that's, that's my my little insider loaves of bread homemade bread learn how to make bread Anyway, that's going to do it for the show. Today's show was produced by the Physiculture Collaborative, who also put a gym in their own garage, but then removed it because their cars started doing steroids. Anyway, music in today's episode was all Creative Commons licensed and provided by Fall Risk, Congress, the band, not the governmental body, Middle Mountain, and Scott Buckley. Please check out all of these genius artists online at places like Bandcamp and SoundCloud and the like. Their work is not only incredible, but they're also friends of mine. And that's your workout for the ears this week. I'm Christian Mady, a.k.a. XN for the Big Inside, reminding you that no matter what you do on your outside, what makes it big is what's found on the inside. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you later.